some wonderful things. All right, so we, we've been talking about breaking the chains of torment, right? Let's go to let's go to First John four eighteen. Now, please take notes, write some things down because this has been the year of supernatural restoration, and God decided towards the end of the year to get our minds back, to restore our minds. Amen. You know, because sometimes we've been losing our minds. Now, I know some people are here saying, "I haven't lost my mind. I'm not crazy." But how come fear has just been hanging around with you for so long, right? I mean, young and old. Why has fear been hanging around? Why, 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 why can't you get the promotion? Why can't you make the team? Why, 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 why is fear just rolling? Oh, 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 what you doing? What you, what you doing? You trying to go to another? No, 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 no. You, you can't do that. You're going to mess up. Right? Right? So, so, so the goal is to get our minds back. All right? Restore. Supernatural restoration. So, so we just don't want to temporarily restore things. Like, we don't want to be intimidated when God puts us in a position to change an entire atmosphere. We don't want to let the circumstances change us. We want to be locked in on our mind. Right? We can't let the adversary use any other vessels to infiltrate what God told us. Right? We can't do that. Right? Uh, Yeah, I wish our our survival kit class was in here. We got to walk by faith and not by sight. Wait, wait, there you go. Right? Right? Or Master Life, which I was talking about. Know what the will of the Lord is, right? The scripture says, you know, be not, you know, we, we should be knowing what the will of the Lord is in Ephesians, right? All right, so let's go to first. I gave you time to get to first John 14 and then give myself time to get there. So let me get there, okay? Didn't I say first, first John 4? Excite. That's, that's, the, that's the excitement in the pastor. Be up, in the, up early in the morning. Lifting weights, getting that adrenaline going. All right. All right, so 1 John 4.18. 1 John 4.18, right? I did say that, right? Okay. All right, it says, uh, there is no fear in love. It says, so, so remember we talked about this. If we just want to get rid of fear, maybe we should just walk in love. Okay? There is no, there is no fear in love. So, so, oh, wait, wait, wait. So that means if I'm envious and jealous... I just opened the door for fear, right? Because envy and jealousy is not love, right? If, I, if I'm hating, right, I just opened the door for fear, right? Selfish, open the door for fear, right? If I get mad, I just open the door for fear. Where did that fear come from? Came from the flesh. All right, so there is no fear in love, but perfect love or mature love or complete love casteth out fear, right? It says because fear has what? Torment, fear has torment. He that feareth, he that feareth is not made perfect or not complete or not mature in love. Right? You see that? All right. So fear has torment, and we, when we were talking about how the adversary, his destiny. You know, you go back and look at the other videos, but his destiny is torment to be tormented. So his desire is to what? Misery loves company. He wants to torment us. Right? He wants access to our mind to torment us. Now, we said this uh, as, we're, as we're growing through our, our, our process. Um, uh, we said uh, Luke 22, 30, 31 and 32. So Satan desires to have you, what? That he may sift you as wheat. But Jesus said, I'm praying, what? That your faith, that your faith fails not. Then he says, what? When you're converted, go strengthen your brother. And we said Satan is trying to sift us, break down our faith, 
right? He's trying to break down our faith, right? And so, so we use that scripture that says, because it says, when you're converted, go strengthen your brother. So Satan is, is slick. And so I remember when I wasn't living for God, he would try to keep his foot on my neck, keep me down, right? You know, and then just I, like I couldn't, couldn't elevate, you know, I remember this, you know, just growing in Newark. Uh, New Jersey. And I, I remember I just tried, I, I knew I needed to come to God, but I didn't have the strength to yield. I could sit in church, they would do an altar call, I couldn't even get up. Like something was like I was wrapped, you know, like one of the mummies, like I was wrapped in something. I'll be like, like on the inside, help me. Like I, like I wanted to move, but, but on the outside, it would, I, I could see maybe the pastor going, is that young man all right? <laughs> is he like, is he okay? Some crazy man I walked in here because I'll be just like, because I'm trying to move. You ever, you ever see uh, a movie or something where they, they inject somebody with something where they, 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 they paralyze and only their lips can move? That's how I would be sitting in, in the congregation. Altar call come. I need help. I couldn't get up. But I broke through. I broke through one. Still, I broke through to the altar one day. <laughs> Yeah, broke, <laughs> like ran before he could trap me in my seat, right? I get up there, so now I'm, I'm living for Jesus now, right? So, so, so the temptation is what? Whew. Oh, it ain't over, though. But the temptation is, <sighs> Stella, I'm in. Or as uh, Janae was saying in that class today, she's like, you know, uh, uh, they, they put her in the, um, in the, what's it called, band. Uh, made sure she was attached to the class. She says, she says I'm in. I'm on, <laughs> I'm on the team, <laughs> right? So, so, I, so I was in. At least I thought so. Like I thought that's all I needed to do. Like that was it. Like, baby, I, I'm like, I'm in. But, but I noticed now instead of, the adversary just changed his plan. See, because when I was in, 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 in growing up in Newark, I was dealing with, I thought I was dealing with the devil. I wasn't dealing with the devil. I was dealing with these little, little, little corporal demons, like little private demons. Like, you know, they don't know. I, I, I was dealing with the demons that were still in basic training. They were sending them out to de- deploy against me. I wasn't even, why? Because I didn't need temptation. I was jumping into sin. They just send people to monitor me. Listen, you, you, we ain't going to send you to war, but we'll send you out there. Go on out there with Keith and them at. You know, they jumping in the sin. We'll, we'll, you know, that, that'll get you started. That's what I was dealing with, right? But I thought I was like in a battle. <laughs> but I wasn't really in a battle, right? I, so then he changed. When I, when I broke through, he sent like, like uh, what's, 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 so you got private and corporal? So then he sent like the corporal demons, right? Now, now the way they rolled is they, they were sent to give me uh, positive things to do. You know, like, you know, like, because what, you feel guilty because you weren't living right. So now you're trying to catch up, right? So you want to help everybody. So you're not vetting who you're helping. You just, what you need? What you need? So, so I became Junior Jesus. Don't worry, I'll save them, you know, because I'm saved now. Let me go save them. So I'm, I'm over here trying to help this person. I'm running over here. Trying, I'm, listen, I'm still being tormented. Like I'm trying to carry everybody's burdens, right? Because I don't know how this works yet. I haven't gone through survival kit. 
right? Yeah, that's one of our classes, right? Right? I haven't gone. I'm not. I'm not a disciple. I've just acknowledged God. I talk about God. But how many of y'all married? Just raise your hand. Set up. All right. So, so, so you put your hands down. So you get married. You 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 meet your wife or your husband. And so well, I'm going to use this wonderful couple here. So you guys are married, right? And Terrence acknowledges you, and he talks about you, right? That's it. That's all he do. He makes sure, oh, I talked about you earlier today. <laughs> you know, when I was hanging out with the fellas, I, I mentioned you. Call them up. They'll tell you I talked about you. <laughs> I'm, I'm always talking about you. Oh, girl, you, I, how many times I done said I loved you? So by now, with all the times I've said it, you should know I love you. So I'm saying I love you, and I, and I talk about you. I acknowledge you. We good, right? He ain't never home. <laughs> he don't do nothing at the house. I don't know last time he bought you flowers. But back up off him. He acknowledges you all the time. No, no, ho, ho, ho. No, no, from time to time she hears it too. And he says, I love you. So you should be good. I mean, what's the, what the problem is? <laughs> so how many of y'all in y'all relationship? You, that, you good? You going for that? So you, so, so, are you married right now? You waiting on a husband? So when your husband comes, all he got to do is say your name. And acknowledge that he's your husband. That's it. You've been, you waiting all this time. And that's all he got to do? You good with that? Well, why not? Listen, he ain't going to talk about nobody but you. You good? You, you, you want more? You want him to spend time with you? <laughs> Are you serious? Spend time? Wait, wait. Do, oh, how about this? How about this? You want him to, to, to know your, how, how many arguments are this? Well, by now, don't you know how I flow? How long have we been together? Are you paying attention? Or are you just hanging around? You want him to vent. <laughs> you see how the Holy Spirit came over here? <laughs> Marcus. You want, to, you want to pay attention? I got a witness right here. So whether you said it, look, 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 look at the eyes. I got a witness right here. Right, all right. So what do you think God wants? Just for you to acknowledge him and talk about him? That's it. God know I love him. I said I loved him a couple times this week. Oh, how about this? Love you and spend a little time but don't live with you. Rarely at the house. <laughs> Terrence said, all right, all right, that's enough. We get the point, Pastor. We get, we get, we, we get the point, right? <laughs> all right, all right, so I don't even know how I got to that. So somebody may need to hear that. I don't even know. I was, I was on Luke 22, right? Right, right. So, so 
It says when you convert, it goes strengthen your brother. So remember, uh, we've been spending some time talking about the mind. So it's, the mind is so in depth, we couldn't just do it on Sunday. So we've been talking about it in our Bible study fellowship. We have Bible study fellowship Monday through Friday from 6 to 8 on our conference line. On Friday, we have, what do we have on Friday? Free flow Friday. <laughs> so we have... Free Flow Friday. Right. I can't even say free. <laughs> All right. So we have Free Flow Friday. That was the theme song for Free, for free, for free Flow Friday. And so we've taken a Free Flow Fridays the last three weeks, not this past. No, not this past week, but three weeks before. And we started getting into the details of what happens with the mind, especially when you're going through torment, when, when, when you start, you know, when, when the adversary gets in and starts to confuse or twist or distort your mind without your permission. So we spent some time talking about that. So we, and one of the things we, uh, we, we, we got a diagram of schizophrenia, um, which is, you know, uh, just, oh, there you go. That's the diagram. Boy, you on it today. All right, so, well, that might be Tia back there. So I can't, sorry, sorry saying, boy, you on it. Sorry about that, Tia. You know, I couldn't see you. I got the hat. I see you. I see you back there. All right. So, so if you see the diagram, you see that swirl up there that says hurricane? And you see all the little swirls around it? Well, those are storms. And so if you have a storm in you, when you're going to try to help somebody else with a storm in them, you just created a hurricane. <laughs> so, so, the, so the thing is, you want to get the storms out before you go joining up with somebody else's storms, right? So that's why when you're converted, go strengthen your brother, right? Great, great diagram, and we may be using that again here. Uh, sure. oh, well, you can't read the words, but, um, but uh, we, we, we're going to use that in a second here. All right, so, so, so oh, okay, you can put it back up for one second. Sorry about that, Tia. All right, so, so you see how it's two sides, uh, and there's an there's a inward side and an outward side. So we had talked about this with, uh, with uh, when your mind is attacked, what the adversary tries to do is split your personality, right, apart from your, the genuine you. Now, we talked about this a few weeks ago. You got to go back and look at the video. Some of us have never met the genuine us. Some of us have never been genuine in our lives. Some of us, we still got the same phony laugh we've had for the longest because we really never found our own laugh. Right? People just don't want to tell you, but I'm going to tell you. Some of us are superficial. Like we over-exaggerate everything. We, hey, how you doing? Like you, you're not really even that serious about meeting a person. But you just don't know how to. You, you got to create being jovial because you don't know how to true, be jovial. I said some of y'all. Like I didn't say no names. It could be the people watching online, right? All right, do you understand what I'm saying? So, so what the adversary does sometimes before you find out who you are, He'll try to bring trauma in your life, right? When the trauma comes in your life, it creates the need for compensation, meaning there's a void. So I need something to compensate for the void. You know, when you break up in a relationship, what has been a conversation? Rebound, right? Right? If you've been taken advantage of, what's been a compensation? Taking advantage of others, right? Y'all know what I'm talking about? Y'all should know. You're in the house. Yeah, we should know, right? Right? Or, or sometimes, and so what happens is he'll split our personality, but, but he's not happy with splitting our personality away from our genuine personality. He's going to split the split. 
Because he's, he's trying to confuse you. And so what he does is there's an inward response to trauma and there's an outward response. So the inward response may be, I'm going to separate myself from people. I don't trust none of them. Right? Right? Or I don't want to go around people because I've dealt with, I've been rejected. So I don't want to be rejected again. I heard somebody talking about this. Uh, it might have been uh, Zipporah when she was teaching when we were out of town. She was saying how she wasn't even going to ask her husband questions because she, she didn't want to risk rejection. Or back in the day, my wife would present a contrast, right? Can I, can I share this? So this is the, so, so the contrast would be, so let's say she wanted to get something to eat. So she would, uh, one time we was at the store, she was like, uh, well, if you didn't buy this, we could have got something to eat. <laughs> I'm immediately confused. Because <laughs> I'm like, what does one got to do with the other? You know, I said, why can't we just go get something to eat? Like, why did you have to, like, attack my purchase? <laughs> you know, but, but it was almost like, I should have the right to go get something to eat because of your purchase, so then I don't have to be rejected on the request to get something to eat, which she gets what she wants, so she wasn't going to be rejected anyway. She didn't know. Oh, 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 this is good. This is good. So she jumped into the sermon. She said she didn't know we would have enough money for both. So if you don't know if I have enough money, now this, this, you shouldn't have said this. So she said she didn't know we have money. So this is for the dinner purchase. But if a sale came up, she would, she would purchase the item, and then I would go, well, babe, why'd you? well, I didn't know we had enough money. So that means don't make a decision. You know, so, so anyway, I, I slipped that in there. I slipped that in there. But what, I, what I'm saying is a lot of times we risk rejection. People struggle in marriages with intimacy. Why? They don't want to be rejected. But who knows they don't want to be rejected? It's in them. Right? Some people, their compensation is envy and jealousy. Where does that take place? On the inside. From afar, I want what you have or I don't like what you have. Or I don't like that you have it. Why? If you were in a position, wouldn't you want somebody to like that you have it? But you see, but that's the effect of trauma, right? Now, the outward, the other side of that personality that when you're affected by trauma is rebellion. Mm -hmm. You can see that, right? That ain't on the inside, Mm -hmm. right? Sometimes it's anger. Sometimes it's attack. But all these things are what? Inside. Those are on the outside, right? So what he does is he takes our personality and he... He, he, he offers false compensation, right? Because the Bible says, they that hunger and thirst after righteousness shall be filled. So we're supposed to be compensated by being filled with all the fullness of God. Ephesians 3.19, right? Right? Does that make sense? Okay, good. All right. We're on the same page? All right. All right, so let's go to James 1. This is our other foundation. I'm still hitting the, the foundational review here, but... That, that'll get us all on the same page. So James chapter 1. All right, because as I showed you the two hands first, so we can explain James chapter 1. So it will make more sense. All right, so James 1 verse 8. It says, a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Right? 
So a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. What? Tormented. All over the place, always in your head. But you saw the diagram. Um, now, we went into the details of everything on the diagram, you know, uh, self-seduction, um, self-rejection, self-delusion, all, all that, you know, uh, we talked about in detail. But so when we said a double, double mind, to be double-minded means two-souled, two-souled, right? So now your soul is where you make your choices. That's where you have your mind, your will, your emotions, your intellect, and your imagination. Now, if he splits things up, now you become two soul. Now you got double choices. You got double will, double imagination, right? You, 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 you got imagination and fantasy, right? You got, now, so now you got all this stuff going in your mind, and, and you're, as the scripture says, you're betwixt between two, right? Right? As the Bible says, betwixt between two, right? And so, 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 but that's the whole goal. I need you, I need you unstable. I don't need you with a sound mind. The Bible says in uh, 2 Timothy 1.7, God has given you a spirit of fear, torment. He didn't give you a spirit of torment. He says, uh, uh, I haven't given you a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind, clear thinking mind, not a doubled mind, right? Does that make sense? All right, and so, so we said when, we, when, when, when we've cheated ourselves, uh, uh, my wife was saying this, uh, I forgot what the conversation, but she was saying, uh, we were talking, she says, oh, we were talking about uh, vitamins, I think. And so we were talking about when you start taking uh, natural supplements, you got to give it time to take. Your body, you get your body used to it. So you, you, you give it time to take, and then you kind of wean off how you take it, Right. But some people want instant gratification, as my wife was saying about herself. Uh, you know, so if you don't get the results right away, you just stop taking it. Yep. And you say, this doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Yep. Did it not work or did you not give it time? Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Right. All right so so, so when, we, when we get exposed to these spirits, right, they're having an effect we want them out, right? Well, yes. Yes. well, sometimes we get so comfortable that we defend them or we protect them. So if you make an excuse for the spirit, so let's say you, you caught up with lust, which, which is a part of a compensation. So somebody says, hey, what you doing with lust? What you talking about? Okay, you've just got an agreement with the spirit of lust. You just protected it. So why would it leave? You just heard the will of God as, 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 as uh, Minister James and Jeanette and uh, uh, the Master Life class was talking about, you know, be not ignorant, know what the will of God is. Every situation we come in, we need to know what the will of God is. You hear the word, it tells you what the will of God is. First Corinthians 6 says flee fornication. Flee means to run with terror from it, right? So you hear that and then you hear it from this side. So, you, you, so hey, hey, hey. God's will is flee fornication, right? So you got the spirit over here saying, man, man, it don't take all that, man. You know, a little lust here and there, a little dipping and slipping. You're going to be fine, right? So then you, you listen to both and you defend the dipping and slipping. You go, hey, listen, man, you know, ain't nobody perfect, man. You know, uh, flee fornication. You know, that's back in the day. Can't nobody flee fornication. Fornication is fast. 
I tried running. <laughs> it keep catching me. <laughs> right? <laughs> All right, stay, stay focused. All right, so, so you go, nah, 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 nah. Right? So the, so the spirit of lust is going, looking at God's representative and looking at the will of God like, they, they with me. We played basketball. We used to go, when this guy keep missing shots, we like, no, he with us. He on the other team, but he keep missing shots. So we go, oh, no, 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 he with us. He may be on your team, but he playing for us every time he missed a shot. So this, this demon is going, oh, no, 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 he with us. He just defended me, not you. He didn't go, hey, man, the Bible says flee fornication, man. I'm, I'm done with this. He didn't do that. He said, what? Hey, ain't nobody perfect. <laughs> I mean, can't nobody do that, right? Do you understand what I'm saying? So now we got an agreement. See, it's one thing to be tempted by the Spirit. It's another thing to get an agreement with it. To just, so every time you excuse, every time you justify, every time you're in denial, every time you, you know how somebody's trying to talk to you, you snap back? Where'd that come from? Where that little funky attitude come from? It came from the, the God? I can't hear you. Where's all the excitement? <laughs> right? That came from the flesh. Because the spirit is indeed willing, but what? The flesh is weak. If you feed the willing, which wants you to do the word of God, you won't be subject to the weak. We want you to get in agreement with the spirit. Right? Matthew 26, 41, right? Right? Spirit is indeed willing, but the flesh is weak. Right? We got that? You see what I'm saying? All right, so, so, so look at this. Now, so if I got an agreement with the Spirit, so how many relationships, bad relationships you've been in? Raise your hand if you have been in a bad relationship. We'll see how this works. Oh, so, so all the rest of y'all have never been in a bad relationship. So the Spirit had you lying up in church. That wasn't you. It wasn't you, so I'm not mad at you. That was that Spirit. That spirit says, well, I don't want to take responsibility. See, you're in denial. So you're in agreement with the spirit that's saying, hey, you don't have to raise your hand because they asked you to raise your hand and, and, and don't do nothing they ask you to do at church. You do what you want to do. Do you think that's God? No, that's that spirit of rebellion that always does the opposite of what's requested. Where did that come from? It's compensation from the trauma. Because what's wrong with just raising your hand? When you are teaching, when you're selling something, when you're in business, when you want to make the team, you want people to roll with you. How do you feel if, listen, you read what you sow. So you can't raise your hand, you won't get the sale. How about that? Raise your hand the next time, won't you? And say, you think I just made that up. The Bible says you read what you sow. The same as you me to be measured back to you. The spirit knows that. I was talking to somebody about discipline. You don't get discipline when you're under pressure. You get discipline in every day. So that means make your flesh raise its hand because it don't want to. Punk your flesh as a lifestyle. What are we doing? 
Do you honestly think the spirit wants you to have a funky attitude all the time? Looking dejected. The the spirit wants that. That's that's the the evil spirit. Wants you to weigh, walk around carrying weight. You got to break through that thing. Right? You you understand what I'm saying? All right, all right. So where was I at? (laughs) James 1, right? We're talking about James 1, right? All right? So if we got agreement with the spirit, we got to fall out of agreement. Right? So you fall out of agreement by doing the opposite. If you was in this situation and the word God came and you harmonized with the word, well, that evil spirit is like, oh, so really it's like that? Just like any other relationship. I thought we was cool. Why are you rolling with them now? You want all the evil spirits in your life going, really? See, man, you, you two-faced it. <laughs> right? You want, you want to fall out of agreement by doing the opposite of what they want. That spirit got to leave you. The only thing that feeds it is your agreement. Every time, listen, every time you yield to rebellion, you're in agreement with the spirit. The evil spirit. My wife said I'd be specific on what the spirits I'm talking about. Right? You're in agreement with the evil spirit. Every time. And then you wonder why it won't leave. You wonder why when you're in a crisis, rebellion comes out. You, it costs you your job. It costs you your promotion. I ain't doing that. You didn't even think about what they said. <laughs> because they requested it, that spirit told you I ain't doing it. If you really would have listened, it would have worked to your advantage. But you ain't listening. Because you automatically, I ain't doing nothing they say. Yeah, let them come over here and ask me. See, because you take pride in telling people you're not doing stuff. That's your reward. Not fulfillment, just I'm the only person in the job nobody mess with. Oh, they ain't going to come ask me nothing. I guarantee you, go on, girl. They're going to ask you, but they ain't asking me nothing. I got this place on lock. Not understanding if they don't ask you nothing, you won't be doing nothing. If you don't do nothing, then how do you get a merit increase for doing nothing? How do you advance at the job doing nothing? So you've defended your position that you're going to stay in because you ain't doing nothing. Dumb. That's just dumb. I, I, I was doing that. So, by the way, I ain't just saying that to pick with y'all. I was that guy. I was that guy when nobody going to roll up and ask me nothing. You want to ask him? I'm not going to ask him. And they needed me to do it. I was the best person for the job. But they were scared to ask me because Mr. Fire Breathing, dealing with insecurity, going through trauma self, I just, I, w- w- my compensation was, I'm going to make all y'all pay. Every single one of y'all, even though you wasn't there, you don't know what I went through. You're going to pay anyway. You're going to pay anyway. Shouldn't have been around my life. <laughs> All right. So we got to fall out of agreement with the Spirit. Now, the, now the Scripture says 2 Corinthians 5.17. 2 Corinthians 5.17. This is going to connect to, because last week, remember, we ended with the anointings last week. Remember? Because we said to be filled with the fullness of God, be filled with the, 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 the Holy Spirit. 
right? Because remember, we talked about being born again last week. I just, you know, bring things. We said, you know, uh, Jesus showed up to destroy the works of the devil. And one of the things he gave us to do, he says, marvel not, you must be born again. Because you were born into this trauma. I, I, I started out with rejection. I didn't even get out the womb and was, and was dealing with rejection. Because my mom and dad was going at it. And by the time I got out, then I had the other layer. They ended up divorced and left me with strangers and took the other kids. Right? So I ain't even get a... So, soon as I, soon as I get on a, on a planet... I'm dealing with rejection, and I'm looking for compensation. But what? I'm born in sin and shaping in iniquity. What compensation? What, what is going to be my diet for compensation? Insecurity. Fear. Right? Depression. Attitude. I used to get migraine headaches. They had to send me home from school. What is a young kid do, getting migraines for? And I'm, I'm talking about, like, this is, this is third, fourth grade. Like, literally, I could not, I had to go home. So, so I have a high tolerance for pain. And you know, I had the whole high tolerance for those, those migraines. Oh, send me home. And I couldn't find how to sleep. If you, have, you ever had severe migraines, like, I couldn't find which side. You know, you'd be trying to pick a side. Maybe over this side. Maybe so, so. Sometimes it would get so bad I could pick the bed up and just slam the bed, you know, just something, right? How, how does that happen? I just got here. Because you're born in sin and shaping in iniquity. But Jesus said, marvel not, you must be born again. Right? I, I, I came submerged in this world of all these evil spirits with these false compensations. I got to get submerged in the spirit so now I get a new diet. I'm filled with the fullness of God, right? You got me? And then we talked about when you get filled with the Spirit, you start to experience the anointings. We talked about the priestly anointing, the, uh, no, I'm sorry, the leper's anointing, the priestly anointing, and the kingly anointing, which you can get that at the video, uh, on video from last week, okay? Right, but, but, but I wanted to highlight that because we're talking about this, this double mind. The Bible says if any man be in Christ, he's a what? New, new creature. What happens? Or what? Behold, all things are become new. Did it say they were new right away? It's a process, right? But guess what? That's not how it's look. So we don't, we're born in sin, shaping iniquity. We got these old things, these old spirits with these old weights and these old torments. So we need to bury ourselves in Christ, the anointed one and the anointing. That's what Christ means, the anointed one and the anointing, right? And the more we bury ourselves, the deeper we go. We were talking about in the Biden Christ class in the Bible school, like the, the, the measure of engrafting. There's different types of engrafting. You can engraft something and one branch would bud. That ain't a full engrafting. You can engraft something and it starts to grow fast and it overwhelms the rest of the, the, what it's trying to attach itself to that ain't the goal. The goal is for, as a whole, everything to flourish. So you got to let it take and you got to remain until the engrafting becomes one. And what they do with engrafting, um, look, city boy be learning stuff, right? So, you know, they, you cut out a tree, you could take a branch, put it inside the cut, 
tie it with a rope because it needs help at first. It needs tutors and governors to hold on. It can't stay connected by itself. It needs some help to hold it there, to hold it in place, right? But it stays in place long enough where it becomes one with the tree. But as soon as you put it up there and you just walk away, it's just going to keep falling. It's just going to fall, keep falling away. It needs something to tighten it to, 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 to hold it there. You understand what I'm saying? All right, so if any man be in Christ and the anointing one in the anointing, now, okay, you're making that up, anointing one anointing. Look, Isaiah 10, 27. You just write it down for the sake of time. It says, the anointing is the burden-removing, yoke-destroying power of God. Are evil spirits burdens? Are evil spirits yokes? Look, look, it's burden-removing. That's the result of the spirit. Yoke-destroying, that's where it's attached to you. Power of God. So I want to submerge, I want to wash all this stuff off me in the anointing. Do you understand what I'm saying? Bird removing. See, it, it's, it's, a, it's a purging. It purges all torments. Added minds and mindsets. The anointing purges all the torments, all the burdens, but the minds, remember, two minds, and the mindsets. Because sometimes these minds have been influencing us so long, we actually think it's how we think. We'll actually say, you know, because you know, I'm stubborn. No, you're not. The Spirit has, has been with you so long, you've become, you, you've engrafted with the Spirit and lost yourself. You're not stubborn. That's not even an attribute of God. Yeah, I'm, I'm lazy. No, you're not. That's not who you are, I'm saying. Yes, you've been lazy. Just, just, just in case we clear that up right now. You have been lazy. But it's not who you are. Right? Yeah, yeah well, I'm not, you know, I'm just not, I'm not smart like other people. That's not, no, that's not true. God created geniuses. But all, this, all the evil spirits come in. Divide our mind from who our original personality is and convince us that we're less than we are. So the reason why we don't stay with stuff because we don't think we can complete it, and so it's got to be a quicker fix. So we keep running for quick fixes because we don't believe we can endure what it takes to be fulfilled. That ain't true either. We were built for this. Fearfully and wonderfully made is what the Bible says. Psalm 139, 14. Right? Fearfully and wonderfully made. Oh don't, oh, don't get it twisted. Don't get it wicked. That's what, wicked, twisted. No, no, no. What he's telling you is a lie. All those spirits been lying to us, okay? All right. All right, so you got me so far. All right, so let's go to Ephesians 4. Ephesians 4. Now, you got to connect the other messages, so, um, but I try to at least bring you somewhat up to speed so we'll be somewhat on the same page, Okay? but they're out there on video. You can always go to the website, just hit live broadcast, and it'll show you the archive messages. All right, so Ephesians 4, right? I told you go there? All right, we're going to start at uh, verse 22. It says that you put off concerning the former conversation, right? Uh, 
Now, now conversation means conduct or manner of living. So we say that you put off uh, uh, concerning the former conduct or manner of living, the conversation of the old man, which is corrupt according to deceitful lust. It didn't just say lust. It said deceitful. So, so it, it's trickery. It deceives you that you're going to get your thirst quenched, but you're not. It's almost like that fig tree, right? Jesus went to get some figs. It, it deceived him with the leaves. The leaves showed him that it was ripe for figs. He showed up, had no fig tree. What did he do with that tree? He cursed it. Okay, good. It says now, it says, uh, verse 23, it says, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Now, we talked about this when we talked on renewing the mind. Uh, Romans 12, 2 is renewing. It says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind, right? So that's, that's your conscience. That's your, will you agree to change? Mental assent. I agree to change. But the adversary is okay that you agree to change as long as you don't change, right? So you don't, nobody changes because they agree. We've proven this every New Year's, right? What would you tell yourself you was going to do this, this past New Year's? Did you get to it yet? I just want to let y'all know it's December 3rd. <laughs> You're about to go into another year, right? Right. Why? Because you agreed. Right? You changed your mind. But for you, for, for you to live it out, you got to go to Ephesians 4.23. Right? Be renewed in the spirit of your mind, in your default, right? In your autopilot, in your subconscious, at the root. Your, your, your default is what you do without thinking about it. When I first learned how to ride a bike, you have to learn to balance yourself, Right? Unless you're my grandson, you just get on and start riding, but not me, right? We talked about that, right? Consciously, I'm trying to hold my balance, right? Trying not to fall, hold my balance, right? But, but after, after I ride for a while, it, it goes into what? My subconscious. And now I'm, I'm 61, I can just get on a bike and ride, right? Why? Because it's my default. We teach this in basketball. We teach fundamentals. You can show some person how to shoot the ball right the first time. You know, toe, knee, elbow, reaching the net. You can show them that, right? But now I trained my grandson to go back home, come back. I was like, you worked on what I told you? Yeah, yeah, no, you didn't. Because if you were working on it, it would be your default. So that's my default. We hanging out at the, at the cookout. I just went over there, three-point contest, went over there, won a three-point contest, went about my fitness. <laughs> Because it was shooting. I've been shooting since I was eight, 53 years. It's a default. I haven't been shooting right since I was eight. <laughs> you know, but once I learned how to do it, it's a default. What you do without thinking about it. You understand what I'm saying? All right, so, 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 so this is what uh, this is talking about. In verse 24, it says that you put, put on the new man which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. So I'm trying to put off that old man, which is in agreement with those evil spirits, and I'm putting on the new man, which is in agreement with the Holy Spirit, right? All right, so, so, so again, we want to crucify the flesh. Hey, could you put up, uh... all right, let's start with the natural person. Could you put the natural person diagram up? So this is from our discipleship, uh, personality class, right? 
And this is the natural person. This is before you give your life to Christ. So have you noticed you got your sight sound, that's your body. All right, and then you got in the middle there, you got your mind, will, and your emotions. It uh, doesn't have intellect and imagination, but that's what's in your soul, uh, right? That's in your soul. And then you have, um, as you can see, there's the, now, no, those channels where you see the spirit and the flesh, those are doorways. So you see the doorway for God to have access to your spirit is closed, and the spirit is aligned through it. Your spirit is dead. This is the natural person, right? And then the, the, the uh, flesh, if you notice, the door at the bottom where Satan is, the door is open because Satan accesses your flesh, right? Then uh, let's go to the next one just for, for, for the sake of time. So the worldly Christian, we open the door to God, right? But, but we left the door open to Satan, right? All right, now let's go to the spiritual Christian, which a lot of us claim but don't realize what it really means. You notice how the door is open to God, but the door is closed to the flesh, but not just closed. What else is going on there? The flesh is crucified, right? Why, why, why does the flesh have to be crucified? Because the flesh might try to open the door from the inside. <laughs> right? Give Satan access, right? All right, so thank you, thank you, thank you for that. So I want you to keep that in your head as we're talking about what we're about to talk about right now. All right, so, so we got to crucify the flesh, right? We have to destroy the spirit's host, as Minister Lamar was uh, talking about, um, because uh, uh, we were at Bible Study Fellowship. Minister Lamar was just sharing how spirits need a body, right? And so they really need access to your flesh, right? And so we talked about this also in the last few weeks, how spirits can't possess you if you're a child of God, if, 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 if you're in Christ, right? So, so in other words, if you, if you by faith accepted Jesus Christ's death, burial, and resurrection, believe in your, believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that, that Christ died for your sins and God raised him from the dead, the Bible says you shall be saved. You get salvation, that's wholeness, sozo, Greek word wholeness, right? Once that happens, you're, you're attaching your faith to the price that Christ prayed for, for your sin. Because the Bible says in Romans 6.23, the wages or payment for sin is death. You, we can justify all types of sins we want, but the payment is death. So Christ died for our sins. So, but, but he, he paid, so we were owed death. And the, and the devil was more than happy to give it to us, right? Christ said, hey. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'll pay for their payment. So once he pays, our life is not our own. We've been bought with a price. Right? So that rebellious person is rebelling against the owner, which is who? Right. 1 Corinthians 6.20. I didn't make that up. Right? So once he's paid the price, he's the owner. Demons can't just come in and, 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 and own your body. But guess what? They can trespass. Amen. Well, uh, before we sold our house, our son uh, leased it. He was responsible for the house. We own the house. One person was talking about taking over the house. Like, no, 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 no. No, we won't be doing that. Why? Because we the owners. We dictate what was going to happen to the house. But guess what? He could allow some people to trespass. And, and once he allowed people to trespass, we could come back 
And and the uh, the state will be like, oh no, you you got to evict them now. What do you mean got to evict them? They don't live here. They ain't on they ain't on nothing. They ain't on no lease. They ain't on a deed. Oh no no, you've allowed them to stay in your house. Now this is after a certain part of period of time, this is their home now. You can't kick them out, and make them homeless. You have to evict them. You have to take them through a process, giving them time to find another place of residence. Same thing with the spirits. They can trespass, but they can't own you. But guess what? If they can trespass, they can be evicted by the owner. All right. Okay. You got that? All right. So, so, so I just want to make sure. We, so, so we have to crucify the flesh, the host. See, the flesh is the access point. As you saw, right, on the diagram, right? It's the access point. Uh, so let's go to Matthew 12. And what happens is sometimes you allow these spirits in your, in your vessel or in your house alone. They think it's theirs. They think you the trespasser. All right, so, so we read this before, but uh, Matthew 12, 43 through 44. Try to speed it up a little bit for the sake of time. It says, uh, when the unclean spirit is gone out of a man, so that means he can be kicked out, right? He walketh through dry places seeking rest and findeth none. Why doesn't he find rest? He now does, he's homeless. He doesn't have a host. Spirits just don't want to be in the earth realm just like air, right? Verse 44 says, then he saith, I will return into my house. See, he sees it as his house now. From whence I came out, and when he has come, he findeth it empty, swept, and garnished. Right? And then the scripture says, he goes and gets seven other demons, comes back, and the state of that man is seven times worse than before. Right? Why? When, when you kick the spirit out, you got to fill yourself with the Holy Spirit. He can bring 2,000 demons. They can't do nothing with the Holy Spirit. But if you just, if you just fall out of agreement... For the sake of, I ain't doing that no more, but don't fill yourself up with the things of God, that spirit coming right back, all right? So remember, flesh is the access point, right? He finds no, no rest without some flesh, right? He's afraid to be bodiless. Mark chapter 5, 10 through 12, that's why when Jesus cast out the demon, they said, Good, put us in the pigs. They didn't want to just be casted out. It's like, well, okay, we need, we need a body. We need a body. We need a body. We need, put us in the pigs. Can we go in the pigs? Out of desperation, can we go in the pigs? So, that, so it was 2,000 demons that went into the pigs, right? All right, you got that? So that's the flesh. The flesh is the access point. The mind is where the spirits offer torment. The mind is where the spirits offer torment. Fear, bitterness, stubbornness, disobedience, right? Let's go to Romans 8, all right? So we're going to get our minds back. Supernatural restoration to our minds. Amen. See, so, you know, people over the years has wondered, like, you know, because uh, what did Josh say the other week? He's, uh, he said, he says, you know, because the pastors, they done dealt with some spirits in us, right? But, but I've had people over the years wonder, like, like you've been patient. Why, why haven't you abandoned me? Because I'm not taking it personal. It ain't you. We don't wrestle against flesh and blood. It's that spirit. And I know it's that spirit. So I'm praying against that spirit. I'm not, I'm not going to be mad at you. That's why Stephen, when he was being stoned, said, forgive them, Lord. They know not what they do. 
They have no clue of what's influencing them. And honestly, you actually think you're mad at me. You ain't mad at me. That spirit is. And I know that spirit is mad. Because I'm not going to allow that spirit to squat in your house. Every time that spirit come around me, you're going to be nervous. Man, here he go again, man. Oh, man, shut up. Like, I get it. I get it, I get it, I get it, I get it, I get it. But we, oh, we don't take it, me or Pastor Mel, we don't take it personal, right? Now, somebody's going to say, good, because I'm about to light into you. <laughs> that's not you, that's the spirit. All right, Acts chapter 8, no, Romans chapter 8, verse 5. All right, so look at this. It says, for they that are after the flesh do mind, look at that word mind there. Another word for that is counsel. Uh, so they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the spirit, the things of the spirit, right? It says, for to be carnally minded, carnally fleshly, the carnality, right? Carnivorous, fleshly minded, right? It says to be carnal or fleshly minded is, in, I'm sorry, for to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. To be carnally or fleshly counseled is death, to be spiritually counseled is life and peace. It's in verse 7. For the carnal mind or the fleshly mind is enmity against God. For it's not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. Right? So, so the fleshly mind can't even be subject to the will of God. It's influenced by the spirit. There is no spirit that's going to be obedient to God's word. So every time you yield to the flesh and yield to the, the evil spirits, you ain't going to do God's will. You, you can dress it up any way you want to. You ain't doing God's will. Now, verse 8. So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. It didn't say sometimes they do. They that are in the flesh cannot please God. That's Bible. Why? We, you saw the diagram. That's the access point for the evil spirit. There is no evil spirit. See, evil spirits can't be can't submit to God's will. They don't, they, why? Because they don't want to be controlled. They want to be free to torment you. So they don't want to be nowhere around anything that's godly. You think you were the one that was sleep, trying to stay asleep at the house? That wasn't you. That was that evil spirit. Because the spirit don't need you, first of all, don't need you listening to God. Two, don't definitely need you in the house where other people believe it. Remember, Jesus showed up at the synagogue and the unclean spirit said, whoa, 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 is it our time? Like, he got nervous because the power of God showed up in the house. Right? When the power of God, when you show up around the power of God, no spirits don't want to be around that. Are you kidding me? You need to punk the flesh and make it go to church. All right, so, so I'm going to read this out of the classic Amplified version. It says, for those who are according to the flesh are controlled by its unholy desires, set their minds on and pursue those things which gratify the flesh. But those who are according to the spirit and are controlled by the desires of the spirit, set their minds on and seek those things which gratify the Holy Spirit. Now, the mind of the flesh, which is sense and reason without the Holy Spirit, is death. Death that compromises all I'm sorry, death that comprises all the miseries arising from sin. 
both here and hereafter, because, you know, it's torment in hell. It says, but the mind of the Holy Spirit is life and, and soul, peace, both now and forever. That is because the mind of the flesh with its carnal thoughts and purposes is hostile to God, for it does not submit itself to God's law. Indeed, it cannot. So then those who are living the life of the flesh, catering to the appetites and the impulses of their carnal nature, cannot please or satisfy God or be acceptable to him. Now, oh, my God, that's just not fair. Oh, yes, it is. Because all you got to do is not yield to the flesh. It's choice. Right? All right, so, so we talked about the, the flesh access point. We talked about the mind is where the torment takes place. The spirit is where we war. In the spirit is where we war. All right, let's go to 2 Corinthians 10. And if you, you, you take this with the other messages on breaking the chains of torment, uh, you'll find yourself getting your mind back, getting your marriage back getting your peace back, getting your momentum back, right? Instead of that roller coaster ride, funky day, get drunk out of my mind, act like I'm going to have fun, go to sleep, wake up, it's even more funk, get smoked out out of my mind, act like I'm enjoying myself, come back, go to sleep, wake up, it's even worse, and just keep going through the cycle all over again. You, you can get out of that. That's torment right there. No, I'm really enjoying myself. Stop lying. That's, that was the spirit right there. That was the spirit right there. That was the spirit. That wasn't you. That was that evil spirit. You, you, you're not. And, and, and I'm, not a, a, I'm not a pastor that's been a pastor all my life. Like, as a matter of fact, I don't think I have to go this path, but I... I I lived that life to extremes. I, I should have died. So I, you name it, I did it. And, but, but now that I'm living for God, I get it because I'm like, seriously? Yeah, it's just because I could talk to people like, seriously, really? You know you ain't getting nothing out of that. Because I know you're not. Because it's, 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 uh, it's false evidence appearing real, okay? All right, so 2 Corinthians 10, uh, we'll start here, verse 3. It says, for though we walk in the flesh, that means our body uh, is, is living in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. It says, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal or fleshly, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. That's all these thoughts that try to hold their place in our mind and get us to act opposite to God's will. It says, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, God's will, and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Every thought. See, so when the thought comes up of rebellion, when the thought comes up of envy, jealousy, uh, or you, I know they don't like me, you haven't even talked to them. They just think I'm irresponsible. You haven't talked to them. Suppose they shifted you because God showed them you were better suited for a greater purpose and to start to start you on that plan. But you ain't talk. You, you, you got in your head 
And then the, the evil spirits was waiting there to give you a narrative that hasn't even, doesn't even exist. You got to cast down those imaginations. There should be no room for envy, no room for jealousy, no room for depression. Like, don't, when those thoughts come up, you got to cast, I cast that down in Jesus' name. Quote the whole scripture, casting out all imaginations, every high thing, all the stuff against knowledge of God, bringing the captivity, every thought, the beatings of Christ Jesus. Keep doing it. Every time it pop up. That's how I got out of lust. That's why I know the scripture by heart. I don't know the scripture because I'm a super pastor. I know the scripture because I had to use it. I had to use it to get those thoughts out of my mind. Listen, listen, I told you I did all types of drugs. You know, drugs is poison. You know that, right? It creates hallucinations, right? Oh, your drugs don't? You hallucinate when you said it. What'd you say? Go ahead. Terrence over here throwing shots at y'all. Right, but what I'm saying is, is so when you first, when, you, when I first came over to the kingdom, do you think the adversary was like, oh man, you leaving? No, it was like the mob. Oh no, you can't leave. Oh, no, 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 it's going to cost you to get up out of here. And so it wasn't just that simple because I accepted Jesus. There was a battle going on in my mind. George Myers, Battlefield of the Mind. I had to cast down thoughts and imaginations. Like it was like what everybody thought would always come to my head. I wasn't, it's not Superman. I wasn't reading their minds. It was the evil spirits give, oh, no, they're going to be mad. Oh, nigga, oh, you know what? Because you didn't call. Oh, they're going to be, they talking about you. Ooh. But, but I'm not there. I didn't interview none of them. Right? It's okay. It's okay. Stay, stay with me. Stay with me. Baby want mama. That's all. <laughs> right? You, you understand what I'm saying? So I had to go through that. And you know what helped me? 2 Corinthians 10, 5. Thought come up, cast it down. I'll cast it down over and over and over. It'd be pop up like, you know, your internet stuff just be popping up. <laughs> well, you just let it just be on the screen. You can hit the X, right? If seven things pop up on your screen, what do you do? Who said that? What'd you say? You hit it seven times, right? Well, that's what you got to do. Cast it down seven times, eight times, nine times, ten times, 25 times. However it takes. You're in a battle. The goal is to back you down to quit. And give up. But like what I was telling you about my wife with the medication, it takes a while for it to take. So, so, so you got to keep taking your word pills until it takes. And then flush out the poisons that keep popping up in your mind. Right? You understand what I'm saying? Right? You got that? All right. Uh, we'll... We'll end with this scripture, even though I wanted to read this other scripture. We'll see how it plays out. All right, so Romans um, 8. And and for the sake of time, I'm going to read it at the classic Amplified version, okay? Romans 8, because we already read 5 through 8, but I want to read 9 through 14, okay? All right, so now you, you realize Romans 8 should be your friend after the day. All right, this is classic Amplified. It says, but you, now this was after... If you're in the flesh, you cannot please God, right? It says, but you are not living the life of the flesh. You are living the life of the spirit. If the Holy Spirit of God really 
dwells within you, directs and controls you. If anyone does not possess the Holy Spirit of Christ, he is none of his. He does not belong to Christ and is not truly a child of God, right? But if Christ lives in you, then although your natural body is dead by reason of sin and guilt, the spirit is alive because of the righteousness that he imputes or imparts in you. Remember the kingly anointing, the ability to impart, right? It says, and if the spirit of him who raised up Jesus from the dead dwells in you, then he who raised up Christ from the dead will also restore the life, store to life your mortal, short-lived, perishable bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. So then, brethren, we are debtors, we are debtors, but not to the flesh. We are not obligated to our carnal nature to live a life ruled by the standards set by the dictates of the flesh. For if you live according to the dictates of the flesh, you will surely die. If through the power of the Holy Spirit you are habitually putting to death, making extinct, deadening the evil deeds prompted by the body, you, sh you shall really and genuinely live forever. For all who are led by the Spirit of God are the sons of God. So we're saying that you're going to be tempted. You're going to be led by the flesh. What it's saying is, let the Spirit lead you to do opposite of the flesh. But if you keep following the flesh, it says, you're going to surely die in this life and for eternity. The flesh is only going to lead you to eternal damnation. It's saying, but if you are led by the Spirit, it's going to lead you to, uh, as the Scripture says, I can't that you, have, you might have life and have it in that life more abundantly. So, so now and the time to come is what the Bible says. This is 30, 60, 100 fold now and in the time to come. Right? So, so, so what's happening here? The body needs a host, right? Right? Uh, man, you really should get those other scriptures, but I'll give them to you next week. So the body needs a host. So if, I, so if the host dies, the, the, the evil spirit doesn't have a host. It has to fall away. So when the scripture tells us to be crucified with Christ, remember the diagram, we crucified the flesh. When we bury ourselves, when our life is not on, when we present ourselves as a living sacrifice, when it's not about, as uh, Minister James was talking about in the class, we don't show up with God with our will. Okay, God, this is what I want. What are you going to do? We show up regardless of what our will is. God, what is your will? That's what we show. Like, we're not even playing off of God's will. We're playing off of what we think is going to make us look good or what's going to compensate for what we believe we lost when we were young. That's a, that's a trick of the enemy. We don't need to compensate for that. We don't need to make up for that. We don't need to prove nothing to nobody. We need to fulfill God's plan for our lives. But we got to die to the old person. But, but there's, it's hard to die. It's hard to float. It's hard to let go. Right? But our assurance is we'll be resurrected from there. But some of us have never experienced resurrection. We're still living the old life with the old spirits, hanging on to it. We're still playing off of the old, trying to prove this. Yeah, I'll show them. It's like 15 years later. Like, 
Who cares? You know, somebody was giving me a whole conversation about, uh, uh, or I'm going to say it, black Jews, this, that, and the other. I let them finish their whole conversation. I said, what difference does it make? That was my answer. I didn't go, you lying or you not. I just said, what difference does it make? What do you mean? We need to know. The person was like, you need to, the people need to know the truth. I said, okay, they get the information. Let's say everything you're saying is true. Now what? Because right now, I'm fulfilled. I, I'm not satisfied. I'm, not, I'm content, though. Like, I, I have a wonderful life. Like, I, I'm not even close to where God is showing me I'm going to be. But I, love, I have a wonderful wife. This is my best friend. Like, it's, it's, we spend a lot of time together. We better be best friends, right? All right, so, like, I love my life. I don't, I don't have close to it. Unless I have people I minister to that could do whatever they want any, any day financially. I'm not like that. But guess what? I'm good. So you're going to offer me some information based on history. I'm going to stop what I'm doing, which is fulfilled. Like, stage four, stage two, was the stroke. You, you sitting here healed, right? With a big smile on your face. Loving that guy right there, right? Amen. I'll take, listen, ain't nobody tell me nothing about whether, 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 whether I was pink, orange, or black Jewish as we were praying for her or anybody else. We came out here with $1,625. We're sitting on 21 acres here. Our mortgage is $1,800. We owe $240,000 on this building. Are you kidding me? That's less than my mortgage. No, no, listen, you can do your math the way you want to do it. There's a seven-acre lake back there. 49, what, 49 feet deep? That's, that's all, it's, it's the property of the church. Mr. Harwood, when they tried to get him to put a fence around it, was like, I got something for you. The church ain't got to put no fence. He gave it to the church. I, I, so so I, I mentioned her healing. I mentioned a fulfilling relationship. I mentioned what God has done for the church. Y'all already know all the other stories that's been told. I ain't know none of that information. If you're going to give me some new information, you better give me something that's going to be better than the life I'm living right now. Amen. See, see all, that, all that noise, all that, uh, like, what was that, that show, In Search Of, where they was always in search of something? <laughs> It was an old show. I, I can't th think of the two. What, what, what it, that was the name of it? In Search Of? Dot, dot, dot. Yeah. But it was always in search of something. Listen, man, I'm not, I'm not, I don't need all that. No, I do. I'm in search of God's will in his word. That's it. Like God is no respecter of person, so God ain't focused on black, white, orange, pink. So stop. You stop all that noise. Let, let, oh, look, I done did this. Everybody done watching that. So we'll get uh, texts and emails, right? But, I, but it's cool because this is my thing. What'd you say? Yeah, <laughs> Jamel said, Jamel said y'all going to be all right. <laughs> but, but this is my whole point. Like, do we want to be fulfilled? Like, guess what? If you find out your heritage, does it guarantee you're going to get your mind back? 
Terrence said, might be worse. Gerard said, that's one more thing to torment you. <laughs> one more thing to make you mad, right? Right? right. Listen, listen. Listen, I mean, well, I'm not black, black, but I'm brown, whatever, right? But I know this. I'm from Newark, New Jersey. Like, I mean, the culture is dominantly, like, I, I, love, I, I love how I was born. I love where I was born. But, but guess what? I also love being born again. Amen. Do you get it? Yeah. That's it. That, that's my hope, be born again. Listen, you better stop looking at, at your skin. Stop looking at how, how you look on the outside. Look at how you look on the inside, and you'll find where you're supposed to harmonize. You know, we're looking for age. We're looking for flavor. We're looking for tradition. We look, we're looking at everything but the spirit. All right, let's stand around for you. That's, that's all right. That's, that's enough. That's enough. <laughs> that's enough, y'all. That's enough.